I have slight hope that is absolutely not rational that things might be okay. Hey, it's Isabel. This is not an episode, just a quick postcard to send you my best wishes for the new year, as French tradition demands. We've had a hard year, and here on Borderline, we've talked about hard topics. So I went back through all my interviews of 2020 and pulled out moments that offer a glimpse of hope for better selves and a better world. Consider this a quick shot of hope and inspiration. Because if there's ever a moment for an absolutely not rational belief that things might be okay, it's surely the new year. Do you see any bright spots for, for 2021? Of course. Anything? Yeah? All right. Yeah. Give me I, some. <laughs> well, there, there are two big ones. One, we are doing vastly more on climate in 2021 than could have otherwise been expected. And the coronavirus becomes an opportunity for that. That's a good thing, clearly. There are good people everywhere. And I think the thing I've realized as an American expat, it's just you don't need to rely on like, a leader to do the work for you. It's about the people living in the place that wants to put in the work to make it better. And so I think even though I don't agree necessarily with the politics of Biden, I hope that Americans don't just sit back and think, ah, well, let's see what he does, because it's not one person's job to change or make things. I decided that it's time to return just right now to help out and to try to repair some of the damage that he's done, or at least to do something that would help America advance instead of uh, being stuck, you know, in, in a replay of the Trump years. You know, I have to get involved in some kind of politics or policy and just try to make, make it a better place. I think in some respects, it's good for the country to put it all out on the table. That was simmering, then Trump was elected, and then all of it is now regurgitated for everyone to see. And sometimes you have to have a clean slate. So at least now we know how ugly it can get. And that may help us decide what it is that we want to save and revive. I'd like to think there's a majority of Americans who want this division to be behind them. If people get to the point where they want that dream of America more than they want to indulge their hatreds of each other, that will be the key to the recovery. Number two, we're unlocking so much more human capital because of the investments that have come from coronavirus. You're going to see more distance learning, more distance medicine, improvements in AI and efficiencies around agriculture. These are big deals for a lot of countries that have been at the lowest end of development around the world. This could make Western education, just because it has been known to be so expensive, it could make it significantly more accessible. The students who previously never dreamed of going abroad because it was just too expensive, maybe now they can afford the online option. The questions around the true value of an experience and of the degree is going to be really put under a microscope over the next few years. Is it worth $25,000 worth of tuition just to take Zoom classes? Or what is the actual value of the degree is, is going to be looked at more clearly? And then the third thing is in less than a year, we have developed six minimum working vaccines for a disease that we did not know existed. Not only is that astonishing and a testament to human ingenuity, but that mRNA technology now will be used 
to help vaccinate human beings around the world from all sorts of other diseases. And that's just a fantastic thing. It's impossible to look at these kinds of advances and not be excited about the level of dynamism of the world that we live in today. There's a lot of uncertainty, but a lot of that uncertainty translates into opportunity too. It could be a time where people are thinking again about the value of migrants and just priorities in life, perhaps. And it's maybe a little optimistic and naive on my part, I don't know. But it feels like it could be a time when people think, well, hang on a minute, the people who've kept our country running, kept the supply chains functioning and so on, maybe they are actually quite important after all. And maybe it would be a struggle if we had to cope without them. When you're a foreigner in a foreign country, you are more vulnerable. And sometimes this vulnerability also just gives you the opportunity to to be creative and you know to do things to try something new to to turn your life around or to, or to create something you know at work or you know in your personal life and it can be a fantastic source of strength and of inspiration once you've seen the world there's so many beautiful places to see in this world there's so many people like you or like us out there there's no need to be afraid that you'll be alone because there are so many people that are kind of alone in those countries. So uh, if you want, there's always the possibility to have that community and uh, to find like-minded people. When I first started, I was flying just to fly in many cases. You know, I would go all the way around the world in, in about a week. A couple of years ago, something kind of clicked and I just really changed my approach. And I do hope that we're able to travel in the way that we could before. I think that there's a lot of people that do it in a way that is fulfilling and others, not so much. But for people that were really enjoying what they were doing before and feeling fulfilled and, and connecting with other cultures, I, I hope that's able to return. What would a united world look like other than people feeling on a global level, something like what they do about their countrymen. People have always dreamed big about what a nation could be, and it's human frailty and the fear of the other that we've always had that has held us back. How can we inculcate more of a feeling of belonging at a global level amongst people? I love the Vulcan saying, uh, what is it? Oh, infinite diversity in infinite combinations. This idea that the more you intermingle with different groups of people, the more different kinds of possibilities in humanity that you can bring about. And I think that's kind of the normal evolutionary process, whether you're talking about biological evolution or you're talking about cultural evolution, allowing those kind of interactions and getting out of your comfort zone is, is what I think humanity should be about. I believe really strongly it's important to live authentically. And if you feel like you're not living in accordance with your values, you should change that. We have a vision of having just a little bit of land and a very modest house and chickens and a place for kids to run and a real connection to a community, um, a small city. And I think that vision and that lifestyle could carry us well into retirement. I know this is super emotional. It has absolutely no rational basis. But still, for some reason, I still do want to come back and explore what the country and its stories can teach me. I'm talking about those conversations that you have in very random setups. I'm talking about streets that have history that speaks out to you. I'm talking about very witty jokes that the taxi drivers would tell you and he would make your day. I'm talking about women who basically never let go, who are always fighting so gracefully 
who are always fighting with so much tenderness. And this teaches me a lot. And it's my country and it's my culture, but still it's crazy. And maybe it's that I'm charmed. Maybe it's the state or the element that we all have in common, right? Maybe it's that. That's what belonging is. Yeah. What you're describing. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for listening. And thank you for your incredible support through the first stuttering calendar year of Borderline. I wish you and yours all the best for this new year, a short line to get immunized and a return to hugging loved ones and meeting strangers and crossing borders. A very special thanks to my guests whom you've heard and the Borderline members who make this possible. Check the YouTube channel to see all of their names. As always, remember that you'll find Borderline at borderlinepod.com where you can become a member, subscribe to the newsletter and find all the previous episodes. Make sure to share this with everyone you know and rate and review on Apple Podcasts. I'll leave you with Reza Pakravan, who speaks my mind. Borderline is a One Lane Bridge production. Music by Reen Mathis this week. I'll talk to you soon in 2021. The joy of telling a story that changes people's understanding about certain part of the world and about the world that we live in, that is the thrill. That's the best part of my job.